If we really want to live that full life, it means going, doing, saying, building simply because God said so. A life trusting in the word of God is always better than a life covered in fear and timidity. And the call on our lives is making that choice to trust God, not one time, but over and over again. Hello, beloved, and welcome to Beloved Women with me, Christina Patterson, where we help women to learn, love, and live God's word. If you are new here, please be sure to subscribe for new videos each week. And for those of you returning, welcome back. For beloved Bible studies, daily devotions, study guides, and unlimited ad-free videos to grow your faith, I invite you to join me by downloading the Beloved Women app. Today's video is part of our Crazy or Called Bible Study series, as we are learning what happens when God calls ordinary people to extraordinary extraordinary purpose. You can find the link to the entire series below and get your copy of the crazier called Bible study guide at thebelovedboutique.com or on Amazon. While at summer camp, my daughter learned about Noah from the Bible. This camp used kid-friendly stories and activities to pique the camper's interest into this popular Bible story. They must have done a really good job because when camp was over, my daughter retold the entire story of Noah to us at dinner. It went something like this. God told Noah to build an ark because God was going to flood the whole earth because everyone was bad except Noah. Her eyes start to get really big at this point as she's growing with excitement to tell us what she learned. And so she continued. So Noah built the ark and put all the animals on it. And then the rain came and the whole world flooded. Then Noah sent out a bird to see if all the water was gone. When the bird didn't come back, he knew it was safe to get off the boat. Then God sent a rainbow and promised never to flood the earth again. And God keeps his promises, she said with exclamation. Impressed with her retelling of the scripture, I made a mental note to sign her up for another week of summer camp. Uh, but I was just so elated that she was learning about the Bible. And it reminded me of being in Sunday school and Christian summer camp, learning the same stories myself when I was her age. But it also had me thinking. Sunday school versions of Bible stories are always so nice and neatly packaged. Even when you look at pictures in children's Bible books of Noah's Ark, everyone is happy and obedient and smiling and walking onto this ark. They make it look like answering such a call was easy. But the more I thought about the call on Noah's life, the more I realized how isolating it had to have been. Here he was building this massive structure because God told him to, with no one really taking him seriously. He had no proof that his work would be worth it other than God's word, which was enough for him. I then realized how much we can relate to Noah. Now, maybe, probably, most likely, you're not building a boat in your backyard, but I'm sure you understand the burden and isolation that sometimes our callings can produce. Maybe you're still surrounded by a lot of people, but they don't really understand what it is that God is calling you to do. Or maybe you're isolated in the fact that you're called to do something that has never been done before. You have no one's footsteps to follow and no one else's mistakes to learn from. The call on Noah's life led him to all of this. He was isolated, misunderstood, and ignored. 
Yet he obediently did as the Lord directed because his faith was in God, not in how he looked or what others thought about him. He had to push past not only the physical demands of building a boat of this nature, but the emotional, mental, and social struggles that would follow. When we answer God's call on our lives, it requires our whole selves and our whole lives. This is what Noah did. This is what he gave. He placed it all on the line to answer God's call. So let's think about Noah's first order of business build the boat. So Noah is living his normal life and then God completely shakes his entire world with this plan to build a boat with very detailed instructions from God on how Noah was to build the ark from its height and length to the materials he should use. It's clear Noah had never built anything like this to this caliber. Now, I don't know how Noah felt about this, but just reading it made me feel intimidated. I've certainly been in situations where I had to do something that completely took me out of my comfort zone simply because I'd never done it before. I remember the first Bible study I led in college, my first day home alone with both kids as a stay-at-home mom, my first day at a new job or being led by the Holy Spirit to start a conversation with someone I've never met. These situations can be intimidating because you have no blueprint on how to navigate this uncharted terrain. In cases like this, I've learned to do one thing, it, just do it. Just do the thing that you know God is calling you to do and let God worry about the results. I've learned that we make our calling way too complicated when we take responsibility to figure out how everything will work out. Like Noah, all we need to do is simply obey God and leave the results up to him. I understand, however, this takes faith. Faith that God won't waste our time. Faith that God actually has a plan once we take that first step. Faith that God won't leave us hanging. If you struggle with this type of belief, my question is, well, what's the alternative? We can trust God or we can watch an abundant life in him pass us by. And let me tell you, to not listen to God's plan for your life is the fastest way to waste it. God is not here to make our lives boring or wasteful. Why would he send his only son to die on the cross for our sins if that were the case? But the Bible makes it clear that Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. If we really want to live that full life, it means going, doing, saying, building, simply because God said so. A life trusting in the word of God is always better than a life covered in fear and timidity. And the call on our lives is making that choice to trust God, not one time, but over and over again. Once Noah answered the call to build the ark, he didn't answer on that day, but every single day after that. It's safe to assume the ark wasn't miraculously built in a day. So every morning, Noah had to get up and decide to say yes to this work of building. This is what truly impressed me about Noah. Not that he obeyed God on day one, but also on day 12, on day 57, and day 259. This call took time, effort, money, and manpower day after day to faithfully answer. Every day, you too will have to get up, 
Walk out your calling. Trust God with the process, not just the results, and build, build, build. When God calls us to something, it's easy to get excited and jump right in. The difficult part is to keep that momentum fighting off doubt and naysayers. It's pushing through what's counter to our culture, even when you're the only one doing it, especially when it's never been done before and you come off looking weird or crazy. When it comes to answering God's call on our lives, the truest test of faith is doing what God said simply because he said it and then to keep doing it. Answering God's call is not a one-time decision. Walking in our callings means waking up every day and humbly asking for the Holy Spirit to lead our day. We don't answer the call one time. We answer it every single day. Day. And because God's mercies are made new every day, we don't have to worry about the mistakes we made yesterday or how far we are from tomorrow's goals. Our focus should be on what we can control, which is choosing to live out the call God has placed on our life today. Every day, Noah went out to build the ark. Every day, he had the chance to change his mind, to talk himself out of it, to doubt if he was really called by God, but he kept building. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Don't let the false expectations that everything will work out overnight deter you from seeing what God wants to do through you. Make up your mind to see this thing through even when you feel isolated, misunderstood, and completely crazy. I imagine no one knows what it's like to have a calling that makes you look crazy. He's building this massive ark while preaching to everyone, trying to get them to come on the ark. He wanted to convince them that God's word was true and he desired to save them from danger. But once those doors to the ark closed, it was just Noah, his family, and the animals inside. No one listened to Noah. No one believed him. Can you imagine how many people doubted Noah, talked about him behind his back and even to his face? Think of how many people laughed at him over dinner and ridiculed him for wasting his money and his life. But Noah was more concerned with the word of God than the opinion of man. And we must do the same if we are to gain the perspective, endurance, and courage we need to do what we are called to do. Maybe this call on your life really does have you out here looking crazy. But looking crazy is different from actually being crazy. Looking crazy is a matter of perspective. It's completely subjective and is determined by someone's worldview. Others may think you're crazy, but there is nothing crazy about doing the will of God and answering his call on your life. When it started to rain and flood, do you think people were calling Noah crazy then? Probably not. As I have pushed through destructive thinking that makes me want to quit what I'm called to do and rely more on God, I've learned that there is no more secure and peaceful place to be than the will of God. In his will, we find peace apart from from financial gain. In his will, we find joy apart from what others think. And most importantly, when we are in God's will, we realize we are not crazy at all. We are called. Stay tuned for a sneak peek at next week's video brought to you by our beloved women members who support our mission to empower women with the love and truth of Jesus Christ. 
our members receive exclusive access to Beloved Women videos, Bible studies, printable study guides, and more. If you like Beloved Women, you will love being a Beloved Women member. Learn more and join today at BelovedWomen.org. Now enjoy a preview of next week's video. I love the fact that Deborah, in a time where people had strayed away from God's truth, stayed true to his truth. She didn't just tell people what they wanted to hear to use her influence to get what she wanted. Instead, she used her influence to establish God's truth among the Israelites. Often people think that in order to have influence, you must tell people what they want to hear to get them to like you. But a true godly influence stays true to God's word, despite public opinion, because it is the truth of God that helps people. Notice how people came to Deborah and trusted her, although she rightly judged based on God's truth and not just on what people wanted to hear. It's not people liking us that changes souls, but the word of God. If we don't hold true to God's word, we take the strength out of any influence we might have. We then may be popular, but not powerful to help bring true solutions to people's lives. That's why people kept coming to and trusting Deborah. She didn't have to force herself on anyone because she was influential. She was a solution to the problems of her people, even if it went against a culture that was out of alignment with God. She was so close to God that instead of culture changing her, she was able to change it. That's what true influence is about. That's the influence that we are called to. Deborah motivated God's people back to him, but it started with her own commitment to God and his truth. If we want to be influencers, it starts within. Godly influential power starts in our hearts way before it overflows to impact others.